Hey everyone, thank you for choosing to spend time out of your day to listen to today's episode. I'm your host, Zachary Aird, and let's get this playing. So today, this afternoon, we have my mom, Jeanette Aird, or I can't say Jeanette, but yeah, mom, so uh, tell them what you do, what you've been doing, your history, just, you know, instead of saying that you're Zach's mom. Okay. Well, I'm Zach's mom. I, we have uh, three kids. <laughs> so three wonderful, yeah, three wonderful babies. Uh, we've been married for 25 years. This will be our 26th year coming up in September. Uh, 25 years? 25 years, yeah. Nana and Tata are 50, so yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, this year will be 51, so yeah. Um, let's see, what else? What are you looking forward? Well, now that uh, Brandon and I are about to start or finish college, well, I'm still going to do the two years, yeah. but since two of your kids are finishing college, how's that transition? I think it's bittersweet because <laughs> you're proud of your kids for what they are co- accomplishing and what they've compete completed, but at the same time, it's closing off one journey and opening up another so you're excited to see like what you guys are going to be doing like for you we know you're going into a uh, you know into your graduate school and you're going to continue that but you're already done with your your college years like your graduate you know your undergraduate so and Brandon the same thing now that he got his master's you know what doors are going to open and where you're going to go to so it's exciting but at the same time scary. it's <laughs> I, I don't think scary I think it's exciting because there's so much adventures yeah there's going to be ups and lows just like you guys had when you were little but it's made you ready for this time uh so out of your three kids or explain through each kid <laughs> no, no, no i'm not gonna ask okay, you okay not that question yet. yeah not yet okay. so the three kids uh brandon zach and gorgie um for each kid what was your favorite experience thus far through college since all of us are soon to be graduates yeah out of these what was your favorite moment each kid for the four years starting with melinda Starting with Melinda. Yeah. Wow, I was was getting ready with Brandon. Oh, you can do Brandon. Okay. If you have it ready. Yeah. Yeah. With Brandon, I think my favorite time, because in high school, in elementary school, and then in high school, we had to, he was our first son, so we didn't know, like, okay, are you, like, as a parent, you don't know if you're doing things right. And so with Brandon, you know, I didn't know, like, do I push him hard? Do I not push him hard? Do we... Do we be those parents who are, like, uh, overshadowing him? Mm. Do we push him? And so through high school, we had to continue to do that with him, with all of you guys. But then watching him transition into college, that's when I knew, like, wow, each of them, when they go to college, they're going to have it. Because Brandon was our first to go to college. And then when he went to college, like, there was no helping him anymore he did his own work he made his own time management he was responsible for his own stuff and then we kind of figured like wow we really are done like like this is on him to get it done or not like if he wants it or not and then when 
to be honest, I probably was a little scared, like, okay, what's that first semester going to look like? Like, is he going to have to do that whole semester over again? Like, <laughs> did he really do his classes? Because mm-hmm. you're not, it's not like, you don't get teacher reports. Yeah, yeah, in, in college. Yeah. yeah. So You got to ask for the portal. Yeah, we didn't, go to the, we didn't go to parent-teacher night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> but because we're, we're supporting college, right, we wanted to know, like, okay, after the semester, like, okay how'd it go and then when we found out his gpa was like skyrocket we're like what yeah he's buying he's paying someone off yeah (laughs) yeah must have but yeah he he did really good with leaving his master's program with a 3.6 so i think it that was the most exciting because i knew that he had it in him all along all of you guys do but knowing that he was the first to go and just his successes as soon as his first semester, I knew you guys would all have that kind of experience in college. So that was Brandon. You, I think you've <laughs> given us a lot of cool because you didn't just finish basketball in, in high school, which when we, after high school, we were like, oh no, we don't have no more games Activities. to go to. Like that, our life was over. We thought our life was over. But then you continued basketball and we were still able to be a part of you. We were still able to be a part of your friends, like your teammates. Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, the biggest one is going all the way to last year, right? When you guys won the GSAC. Yeah. And then this year, winning the GSAC mm-hmm. and then going all the way to Fab Four with NAIA. I think those were the most highlight. Not because, not because of where you guys made it to, but because... We saw that transition in your mental stability, in your um, just your belief in yourself and the belief in your teammates, like how they carried themselves. And I think it was really cool to see, like, while you made the scholar athlete for GSAC twice, you, you did that both years. So and then. I just want to kick myself because I wasn't there, but I'm glad Dad was. Oh yeah, I haven't told any or oh, no. now they. I haven't told whoever's listening. Basically. Yeah, and then you got the NAIA. You uh, were awarded that champion yeah. award um, for you know all the all that they stand for. Your coach nominated you for that, and mm. you know I paid s- them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured that's probably what you did, but I think that was the most awesome to see you know and not only that but you won that in elementary school remember when you won that you won that award the award or whatever the teardrop right you won that award in elementary school from all of your elementary students in sixth grade you you were the only male and then you had a female and then you won it again in eighth grade right was eighth grade yeah eighth eighth grade or seventh seventh grade. grade yeah but then you won it again in middle school and then you want it your senior year of, of, uh, of college. college yeah. So I think it was awesome that they saw in you what we already know. So uh, am I allowed to cry on this podcast? <laughs> I guess. You're going to be the first one to cry. <laughs> but I think that was the most exciting for us on, uh, for me. From a parent standpoint. Right. Because like you always are saying, right? It, basketball is not what makes you or your college is not what makes you but it's what you learn through all of those 
circumstances and we didn't put you guys in stuff so that it could make you you know an olympic star or whatever we made it we put you all in those opportunities because we wanted you guys to grow as a person Mm. we wanted you guys to get through a lot of circumstances that we knew those that's why we always said no you can't quit you gotta you made a commitment you gotta stay in it or you know when something didn't go right right you didn't get something you're done your way or you didn't get it on a silver platter and we'd say gotta try harder you gotta go out there and try (laughs) harder and i think that came from my parents so you follow a legacy right because you know when i was in high school there was a couple of things i went for and and i came home and i told my mom there's a gem full of like 80 girls there's no way that i'm gonna make it Mm. you know and this is cheer yeah. The audience is okay. going to think basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I could have made basketball, too. Yeah. Our school was, you know, top. Mm, top, top Carl uh, Hayden. Yeah, Carl Hayden was, had yeah. the, yeah, came this close to championships. <laughs> I remember I was against South Mountain in 1990. South Mountain? <laughs> yeah. South Mountain. I'm surprised uh, that was the game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but anyway, I went, I it was um, going to be my senior year, and I went to try out, and I said, there's a gym full. There must be like 80 girls in this gym, and they're only going to bring on two girls out of 80. Even more, maybe. I'm probably, yeah. and, I, and I came home, and I told mom, I'm not going to make it. Like, And she said, okay, then don't go back. And I said, what do you mean don't go back? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, if you don't want to do it, then just quit. If it's you know going to be hard or if you don't believe in yourself, then just quit. Don't do it. And, I, and you. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, I can't do that because I got to, you know, sh- then then, of course, she gave me the pep talk yeah. afterwards. And I went back. And then on the Monday, I found out I had made it. I was one of the two girls who made it. So, you know, we I've tried we dad and I have tried to give that same pep talk or whatever to you guys. Like, do you remember? Yeah. yeah oh, I remember when you. uh you know, we had a lot of talks late talks at night. Where late at night at high school, where you said, "You know, mom, this is the percentage that's going to make it, and I'm not going to make it, yeah. and and I have everything against me. You know, my height, my whatever, and uh, there's a whole bunch of kids out there going for the same spot." And I said, "Okay, well, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> and, you, yeah. and you were like, "No, but this is what I like to do." Yeah. And and I said, okay, well then do it. Like if that's what you like to do, then you know what you got to do. You got to work hard. You got to go out there. You got to give no slack, right? You can't. Mm-hmm. And so you did. I think that's with the whole family though. Like that whole dynamic of, um, I wouldn't say it's like a Mexican thing, but it's like a put your, your culture that yeah, has a lot to do with it. Put your head down, and yeah, like put your head down and keep going. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I feel like everyone in our, like, I'm talking, like, uh, the whole family, like, all 30 of us, 50 of us, like, all adversity, and it's somehow we always make it a top, Mm -hmm. Uh, Marissa, lawyer, you know, I can go down the list, Naomi, school, Brandon, masters, Gorgie, uh, the frat, like, there's, it's, like, yeah, Malia with the whole Hollywood, yeah, Yeah, like, it goes down the line with all the kids and that just comes from the six siblings 
right? Yeah. Or the four that have kids, five that have kids. Yeah. So, yeah, props to Nana Tatu who learned that. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure they broke a generational where their parents probably told them they couldn't do something or, yeah. you know, the funds and then gave it, passed it down to you guys because yeah. you guys have always made it. Whether they it's always family. made the opportunity available to us. Yeah. Yeah. They always believed in us. I think they instilled that. Like, you want it, then you got to go get it. And how bad do you want it? That's how hard you have to work. Uh, you know, our parents were hard workers, you know. Mm-hmm. They still move 100%. So. Yeah, I thought they're still building yeah. and Nana still scratching. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. But, yeah, so. And then Gorgie. Or Melinda, sorry. Yeah. We could keep this one short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but save the best for last. Yeah, save the best for last. <laughs> so um, Melinda, obviously, she's an extrovert. You know, you yeah, guys are both her. the introverts. You really don't. You guys can be extroverts. Yeah, with people we know. But it's not until you're comfortable, yeah. right? Uh, you guys are really careful about who you choose and what your surroundings, who you're with. And Melinda is an extrovert. You know, she just... Um, attracts uh, crowds and obviously we love that about her because that's what makes our family complete you know Mm -hmm. when she was born that's what we wanted we wanted you know girl to complete our family and we got the best one yeah Yeah. we would have yeah we would have had a whole baseball team or football team if if melinda wasn't uh here but because we were going to keep trying until we got her but girl and we got her. Yeah. God said, you yeah, want a girl? God didn't want to give you more kids. <laughs> He's like, you want a girl? I'll give you a girl. <laughs> We're going to give you yeah. all of it. And it was the best one, I guess. Yeah. So she, um, I think she completes our family because she, uh, anything she puts her mind to, you know, she goes for it. And and she's good at, she's good at looking at, I think through college, right? She has had opportunities. And then she kind of looks around and says, like, okay, you know, this is an opportunity I put myself into. I'm done with that. I'm going to move into this yeah. opportunity, and I'm going to see how that, how I feel on that part. And Her new eras. Right. So <laughs> she go, she's a lot like you, right? Yeah, I was just you have different, You have different things you try to put your feet in. Like, okay, do I, I'm going to get them wet over here. Do I like that? I don't know. <laughs> and so she does the same thing, but she does it with the crowd. You know, she wants to know. So I think watching her just grow as and mature, you know, um, through college and having those times, we all know, you know, Brandon goes to GCU, you go to Ottawa, Gorgia goes to ASU. Yeah, three different tastes. <laughs> yeah, so, and ASU obviously is the most known. Yeah. Yeah, as a yeah. certain part of school. So I'm sure school. she has a lot of fun, but at the same time I think it's also good to see her um thrive in that. Yeah, in her environment. I think, you know, it's and we just obviously we pray for all of you guys that, you know, whatever your journey is that God would protect you and place hedge of protection. Yeah. So because we're faith faith parents. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, those are all my. Yeah, and I think Gorgie takes things from everyone because she'll go to her friends and stuff or her the frat. I mean, I keep saying frat, frat sorority. Sorority, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? she's the queen <laughs> of the frat. Gorgie's what? <laughs> yeah. But the sorority of um, how she's taking. She'll come home and say, "Hey, we. I said your joke," or she'll like talk about 
she'll say our line, me and Brandon's liners to the girls. So then she seems yeah funny, but she's taking it from, you know, dad. Yeah. She said dad has dad jokes, but she says them. And yeah, it's like the reason why she brings you guys along to yeah. the volunteer stuff. And I think you guys make her stronger in the the boy arena right because oh, yeah. she can be friends with boys too because she knows all the guy things like yeah. you guys, she has older brothers so you know marvels and super, yeah. all the superheroes she's you know in tuned with all that too so i think she's well-rounded and mm -hmm. i think anyway i think it's exciting just to see all you guys go through that like i said the other night at dinner like you know I was thinking as I was cooking by myself and it's quiet and there's no yeah. noise and I just have my thoughts and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, like, you know, when I was young, a young mom, it was trying to balance like, okay, who wants this? Okay. You want a snack? Oh no, not yet. It's almost dinner time or, you know, Oh, I got to go to the restroom mom. Or, you know, you got into a whole bunch of stuff and now I have to take you a bath and wait for dinner or whatever. But where was dad? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> good question. Yeah, where was dad at? He was probably outside with Brandon with tumbling in the mud. Yeah. yeah. I'm Teaching dirty him how to now. Yeah. Swing wrong. Yeah. But um so I'm glad we all lived in those moments because then when I'm cooking by myself, you know, and I have tears falling down my eyes, I can say like those were all good moments. Those are my memories. Those are what I carry. So, mm. yeah. Did so you let's think, go on to another question before yeah. I start crying. <laughs> did you think at that moment, I guess, did you think at that moment that, like, those were memories, kind of? No. Because, like, for me, the whole GSEC, I mean, not the GSEC, well, GSEC and then came home for three days and then went back to the national tournament. Like, it happened so fast. I'm glad that I stayed in the present. Yeah. Because I was, and I, like, tried not to have my phone out as much, you know, at dinners, and because I wanted to soak everything in. But at the moment... I wasn't thinking like, wow, these are going to be memories because now waking up, you know, yeah, not waking up to basketball anymore. I kind of woke up like, oh, what is what is this? I heard someone say that you have to grieve those moments because it's an ending to something and you have yeah. to, oh, you I'm have happy. to grieve yeah. the loss, right? I'm happy with it. Yeah. And so you get to look back at those memories, like just like you're happy that you had all those memories yeah. to put in. I am too because, you know... And did I know the last time I would carry you guys? No. Did I know the last time I was going to sit in a, in the bleacher? Well, maybe, you know, I might have had the schedule. Yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, you know. At the moment, you at didn't. At those moments, right, I was just concerned, like, you know, oh, shoot, we got 30 seconds left on the clock, you know. Mm -hmm. And so enjoying those times. And even as sideline parents being fans, when I tell you that I'm your number one fan, you know, Brandon's number one fan and Gorgie's number one fan, it's because, you know, a fan cheers you on, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so much more because a fan follows you. They follow your stats. They follow your, you know, who you are as a person. They want to know. It's like a soap opera. I want to know what you're all about. And I know I'm your number one fan because I, I mean, God created you in me, but I created you. Dad and I you know, built you yeah. from the bottom up. Yeah. I started at the bottom. Now yeah. I'm up. Don't get too so, uh, explicit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so knowing that, mm. knowing that, you know, I've been with you when, you know, 
you cry for the basketball as a baby or, you know, all these little things. And then watching you on a court or watching Brandon graduate, you know, now he's going to have two degrees and all that that entails. Mm -hmm. And then Gorgie watching her, you know, excel in college. Womanhood. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, those are kind of things that you think, man, I got to experience all those memories. I got to be my children's number one fan because I know everything, you know. Mm. All your fans could be your fans, but I literally know Lift everything. Them. Yeah. So. I like that. And uh, the retirement of Kobe, right? Kobe retired and it was last game. And the reporters, like, were, you know, asking him all these questions. And one reporter asked him, are you going to miss the game? And, like, he took a pause and he's like, I'm not going to miss it. And he said he's not going to miss it because of he tried his hardest and everything he did, like, he practice. Yeah. So he knew that what he was leaving, like the game that he was leaving, he knew like he did his best and that he's not, you know, people who, you're going to miss the game, but people who like grieve the game and miss the game are the ones that are like, didn't give it their all, could have had the second chance. Mm -hmm. You know, those people at the gyms or I could have been this, I could, you know, but for me, I'm like, I woke up and I was like, I'm happy with the result and the journey. I'm happy of the path that I had. Mm -hmm. Because I know, like, everything happened for a reason in the journey that I had. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I mean, we're proud of you because you made, you know, every time you were come, came to us with a choice or a decision you had to make, we never pushed that on you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping you're going to say, uh-huh. But yeah. we never <laughs> pushed you to make one choice other than against the other one, right? We yeah. always said, like, okay, well let's weigh them, you know, look mm-hmm. at the pros and cons on each side. And the last time, you know, you came with us with a decision that you were going to stop basketball. And, and inside, you know, parents don't probably really tell you that we're year. freaking out. Yeah. yeah. You know, inside I'm like, what? Like, you can't do that. You know, yeah. like I wasn't done. <laughs> yeah. But um. When we wanted you to look at the pros and cons, it was because we knew the passion was still burning inside you, and we didn't want you to have any regrets. And uh, we're so proud because you looked at those pros and cons, and you decided that you weren't done, that your passion was greater than, and whatever opportunity it was going to bring for you, you were going to go with it full force, and Mm -hmm. you did. And look at, you know, look at what this last year has brought is just... It's really amazing. Yeah. So, um, you know, every time that we want you to look in the, and obviously, again, because we're faith parents, you know, we want you to align those with what God's will is. And he wants us to be smart. You know, he wants us to say, how does this align to what God and what opportunities is he giving me? I'm going to look at both sides and not make a rash decision. And the Bible tells us to go to people who are wisdom you know, who have wisdom to kind of mentor and set us, you know, on that path. And you you guys all do that. All of our children do that. You guys don't make rash decisions. You come and you ask, you know, like, Mom, Dad, this is what I'm thinking. And we try to respect that you're adults, you know, and that you have to make the decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. And obviously I don't want you to come back five years later, 20 years later and say, 
Well, I stopped because my mom told me, yeah. you know, or I kept going because my mom told me. We want you to be responsible for your own action. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, deep, re- deep breath. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, that's what I told Josh in, I think, the other episode of, like, my teammates finding out I still have the extra year, I can still play. But then, you know, the whole GA, I, I want to – do that and that's a decision that i weighed on the pros and cons but i told josh the reason why i'm leaving is because the group that i was with you know all the seniors this year even though they're older than me like i don't feel like a senior i feel like i'm just leaving i felt like this was a good time to just leave and let it go because i've had my fun like Mm -hmm. not to give someone else like okay i'm giving it next to someone next but just like i was excited it's a perfect time to leave you know, I don't want to yeah. miss exit. another opportunity. Yeah, right. it was a great exit. So yeah, that's that was my take on it mm-hmm. of leaving on the right team, the right people, leaving with the right friends. And again, I'm gonna see those people still next year. Yeah, cause I'll still be there. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you some like quick questions Uh-oh. to get us ready to like we already had a conversation. I guess. Okay. But just like um, just some quick hitters, just to. So we're not, because uh, it was kind of serious talk right oh, there. Okay. But yeah. so, yeah. what is your favorite smell? My favorite smell. Yeah, we're gonna go off. We're gonna go off topic right there. But what's your favorite smell? Um, my favorite smell. <laughs> like mine's gasoline, not oh. gasoline, but oh, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. A little bit disturbing. No, but like you know how you get to the gas station, and that smell. Yeah. That's my favorite smell. Okay. I can smell that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, after you just talk highly of your kids. <laughs> I'm over here getting high off gasoline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A Maybe podcast. We re- go back to the bicycle. Yeah, I edit it out. <laughs> Let's go back to the bicycle riding then. <laughs> Maybe getting in your car was not a good idea. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, uh, well, we need to find the pump because. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, what's your favorite smell? Um, roses oh roses are are, i mean obviously flowers are my favorite thing you know um but i think um it would probably be like rain you know when it after a season and it rains and then you go outside and you're like oh that smells really that hurts my bones yeah that part yeah you know how like nana thought the ache you know the they could smell the rain coming it hurts mine too, but I still like the smell. I think probably because it smells like dirty. Yeah, because you used to drink the dirt water, right? Yeah, when, when I was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, that's um. Well, I mean, to taste it to get the craving on, but it's not like I drink. You like, crave <laughs> you crave the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say that's yeah it's one of whoever said craving, that is. Yeah, it's true though. Drinking mud, so I'm a mud baby. Like you taste it. Yeah, I would crave Circle K ice. I hope Circle K doesn't hear this, but Circle K's eyes, when you're pregnant, taste dirty. Yeah. (laughs) So So dad dad brought me, I asked him to stop at the store on his way home and bring me a bag of Circle K ice. Well, he stopped, of course, because he didn't know, you know, there's a difference. So he stopped wherever he stopped and it wasn't Circle K. He brought me a different bag of ice. Kind of ice. Just from whatever. He just threw ice on the floor and picked it up. No, just like, you know, different... (laughs) I don't know, gas station or something, probably stopped to put gas and he's like, I'll just pick up this ice. And I just cried. I'm like, no, 
I was pregnant. So, you know, you have cravings and you need it. So you know what cravings? Yeah. Like since he changed the ice, you knew it was different? Yeah. As soon as I, I mean, I knew the Circle K bag, but. Oh, okay. So I still tried it, right? And I'm like, no, it doesn't taste like Circle K. Can I get some Circle K ice? And he's like, what is that? And I said, because it tastes dirty. It tastes like dirt. It tastes like dirt. He couldn't understand it either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. <laughs> I wasn't high maintenance. <laughs> you weren't high maintenance? No. Okay. That, that Depends on who you ask. Let's ask Dad. No, don't ask him. <laughs> okay. Have you ever fallen off your bike in front of a huge crowd? Uh, I wanted to add this one because. No, I was really afraid I was going to do that with when uh, I went with Dad bike riding at we were working at camp. Oh, Camp Ponderosa. Uh, no, Camp... Yeah. Yeah. That's where you guys met, no? Uh-huh. Well, we met before, but... Yeah, <laughs> and I went on some bike trip with him to take some kids. And this bicycle, this, you know, was really tall. Obviously, I'm not a tall person. And I had to... On, on like, mountain terrain. And I was like, darn it, I'm going to bite it. And then I'm going to fall down this hill... In front of dad. Yeah. So I think I lied and said, like, I have to go back to the kitchen and help them, you know, start making lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened when you got back? Uh, I just, you know. You were just chilling? Yeah. But anyway, no. I don't think I've ever fallen on. But I I have fallen in front of a group with my um, blades. Roller Roller blades? blades. Oh yeah, used the roller skate. Yeah, Did you I hear uh, roller blades, roller Eli's skates. episode where he loved uh, Elijah, where uh-huh. he um, he loved roller skating? I missed that. It was like at the end. It oh. was like the last, I think like ten minutes. Yeah. But I forgot to mention to him that because yeah. you used to, right roller when you were blade. a young a yeah. young mom, you used to rollerblade around yeah. the. Would take dad, and he'd be like. He He'd be running me down. <laughs> yeah, slowed no, you down. Yeah, because he would get in rollerblades with me. We bought a pair. And he'd he, he would, would rollerblade too. <laughs> <laughs> was he bad? <laughs> Not coordinated. So you know how to do the, like the glide. Yeah. Like you're like running. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, now I'm older and probably not as able uh, to. Well, not uh <laughs> what is it when you're. You have a balance. Oh, <laughs> the balance uh, isn't really working there. Yeah, like coordination. Yeah, but yeah, I loved it. I said one of these years I'm gonna do roller, roller skates. Blade. I won't do roller blades because roller older. blades is the line, mm-hmm. and roller skates are the two and two. Yeah, roller skates I think is a little bit probably for my age. Roller skates. <laughs> that's the one Dad has. He had, tr- he had the training wheels one. <laughs> Yeah, that is. That's why he probably he runs now. Not, yeah, he was not coordinated at all. <laughs> I'm like, you're really holding me back. <laughs> and it was running. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. How long, or do you think you'd survive an apocalypse or a zombie apocalypse? Uh-oh. And how long do you think you would survive? <sighs> probably not. Or pick an apocalypse. Kind of... Pick your favorite. World ending, zombies. Would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to be in your group I because you would try that. to be the you try to be the person that tells everyone what to do. Yeah, I'd be an incident commander, and I'd I'd I'd, I'd probably 
<laughs> I'd probably be like, okay, she's not my mom no more. Yeah. So in my old field, I was emergency disaster services. So I'm trying to think like, okay, what type of, you know, if You're that was, if I was in my role, like which one would I survive? So probably not the one that would end up with cannibalism because <laughs> I don't like chewy meat. <laughs> I was going to so. say, you, you're going to eat it all. <laughs> no, I, yeah. cannibalism, I don't like chewy meat, so probably can't do that one. Um, you know, I don't want to die of hunger either, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I... You don't know if you survive? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd survive. I'd just be like, I guess me. Uh, you could say the story of the apocalypse that happened. All right. I mean, it didn't happen, but the flood, or not a flood, the tsunami. Do you want to say that story? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. When, when we, we went, went to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Hawaii, I was finally going to get, uh, we were going to pick up Gorgie from, uh, we were going to pick up Gorgie. It was our yeah. family vacation, and she was in Hawaii for a couple of months and working. And so we thought, well, at the end of the at the end of her summer, we'll go as a family and spend time in Hawaii. Um, and so we did, and that was a, one of the only times that I got a real vacation. Like I, my boss told me, don't take your cell phone because every time you know, you, yeah, you have to take your you have emergency disaster. It's twenty four seven. So. Uh, so I have to be on call at least, but so I didn't take my cell phone. I said, okay, dad, all of you guys said, no, don't take your emergency yeah. cell don't phone. Bring work. Yeah. This is going to stay. And I thought, well, I'm just going to take it and at least just have it with me, you know, just in case. And, uh, I was good. My boss said, don't take it, leave it at home and don't take it. So I listened. Mm -hmm. So we go to Hawaii <laughs> and then we're there like. I think it was like the third day we're going up the elevator. I mm -hmm. think you guys were already upstairs and uh, going back to our hotel room. And then I heard this couple with their parents and married couple. And then it was like their older parents. And we got into the elevator and I, she, the younger girl was kind of distraught. And she said, well, when do you think they're going to announce it? So of course being nosy, you know, I like yeah, started to listen what? And then the husband was like, don't worry about it, honey. You know, we're going to be fine. You know, they're, they're, they'll tell us if there's an emergency. And, of course, my, I was like, <gasps> an emergency? What emergency? So then I really was listening. And then the, the parents were, you know, like, no, that doesn't happen. You know, once-in-a-lifetime thing. It hasn't happened here since so-and-so year. So now I'm really listening. And they're like, well, we're going to go back to the room and, you know, check the news. So dad, of course, you know, is oblivion. He's like, hi, you know, making dad jokes in the elevator. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like he has to be quiet because I got to listen. So we get off on our floor. I remember our floor. We were on floor. I don't want to say 13. Yeah, we were. We were on floor we were 13, 13 and our room number was 666. Remember? Yeah, it was like all the. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, no. So anyway, we go back to our room and you guys were all doing whatever, I think. I think we had gone swimming or something. Yeah, so you guys we just were all got changing. home from the beach. Yeah, the beach. And so I went to turn on the news. <laughs> and as soon as I turned on the news, it was like, <laughs> uh, tsunami alert. Yeah, I felt like it was all going crazy. <laughs> and then I turned another channel and it was like, 
30 minutes till yeah. till D time. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then they said, you know, there's going to be a tsunami hitting um, Honolulu. And I'm like, we're on Honolulu. <laughs> and then they were like, this is the point where it's going to um, hit first. And then yeah, they the show. Beacon. Then, yeah. And then they show. They zoom in on the map, and that's where our hotel is at, yeah. right on the <laughs> on the shore where we can see. And I'm like, "Oh no, we're gonna <laughs> die!" And then I I turned to Dad and I said, "I don't have my cell phone. Yeah. Like I have emergency disaster stuff. contacts. Like you know, they have there has to be an emergency disaster director in Hawaii, and he's my good friend. You know, I can call him, but of course, I don't have my cell phone." And I could call the territorial director. And so, of course, I had to make a phone call yeah. home, ask Nana to go get my you're my very, Batman phone. Yeah, and you were hysterical. And then I got everyone's computers that had brought computers, and I had, like, tablets open. Yeah, you were and like I had uh, different news. Alfred from Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, what's this news saying? What's this news saying? And then finally, when I made contact with my EDS um, director, friend from Hawaii, he said, okay, Jeanette, you have, they're going to read it in Alaska because that's where the um, earthquake happened. So in 30 minutes, that earthquake, the waves, will hit the buoy. When that buoy gets hit, then it'll show where the waves will are moving towards. So in 30 minutes, and I said, okay, have to, after 30 minutes, we find out where those waves are hitting. How much time do I have if it hits Honolulu? How much time from where the waves come from Alaska do I have to escape? And he said, about two hours. I said, all right. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> got Half an hour. <laughs> We're running. Yeah. So then it was a, the, the decision on either do we move from that little point and go to North Shore Um you know, because we had our friends there and we could go, yeah. uh, we could go stay at shelter there. And so I thought, do we move now or do we wait trying to get out of this little island spot? And so anyway, in 30 do minutes, and then he said, I'm going to find out before probably the news people do because we're on a call. So uh, I'll let you know. And I said, please, I want to be your first call. My whole family's <laughs> with me. Like, I don't want to die with my yeah. family on vacation. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll call you. So literally, I think it was like probably eight minutes, seven minutes before the news got it. He called me and he said, it's, it's, the waves aren't going to go. The earthquake ripple is not going to go towards Hawaii. It'll be stormy. Like you're, the waves will be, you know, bad tomorrow, but it's not going to be a tsunami hit. Yeah. Well, two so, things, two things on that is you guys got there while I was showering but I was in your guys' shower because you guys had a bidet. Yeah. So I was on the bidet <laughs> and a text message because you guys were, I think you guys went to go like walk around yeah. or something and all the kids were in the room. Yeah. So I was showering or on the toilet with the bidet going crazy, right? And I was on my phone and Dil John Paul texted in our family group chat saying, you guys know a tsunami's hitting? And I'm on the toilet like, yeah, you're funny. Right. So I, I get out of that and I go on Twitter and, you know, on Twitter, it's like whatever's oh, viral. No, and yes. it was hashtag tsunami, hashtag islands gone. And people are making memes. And I'm just like, oh, those are funny. And then I finally look at it and I'm like, wait, I'm in Hawaii. Like, like I'm going to die. <laughs> so then I remember that was the fastest die. shower I ever did. 
Like, I think I had sand still in my butt. Like, I was... And then I remember, like, opening the door, because I was like, it's got to be a dream. Like, this is... And it's quiet, and I just hear the TV, and you guys are all just crying. <laughs> you guys are all just crying in the living room, like, looking at the TV, and you're on the phone. And I remember the girls, because they were happy, because Alyssa was away from her family, so, like, it was her last time saying goodbye. Gorgie, uh... Now that was a time where she got mad on the trip yeah. because she's like, I knew I should have went home. I've been here for two months, right? And Chacha is just like, Chacha's just in La La Land. Yeah. Like, if we go, Chacha's we go. Like, what movie can we watch that has yeah. a tsunami yeah. so we can see what's She's happening. trying to watch 2012 uh, Disaster or whatever. Um, so they go to the room, right? And they're, they're having their woman talk like, you know, if we die. I'm just hearing that. And I remember it was just us three and Brandon. And I remember looking you, you and dad in the face. And I was like, you know, don't feel bad. You you guys are the ones that brought us here. Like, oh yeah. Remember, I, I turned like I turned it all on you guys. I was like, you know, if we die, it's it's on you guys. Like, I hope you're happy. Like I was telling them that, and then I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, damn, if if, if we survive, I'm I, I'm kind of you know they're gonna kick me out. But yeah, I just remember telling you don't guys, don't hold on to him. Yeah. If but I remember us like, like knocking out because we didn't find out till three a.m. What was it? 3 a.m. until they were like, yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, because we had to done. wait the we half waited. hour, but it was, yeah. But that feeling. And then we didn't even have dinner that night. Remember, yeah, we, we like ate, ordered yeah, in. Yeah, we, uh, malasadas. I remember I finished the whole malasada. I said, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat now because I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to die floating with all the malasadas <laughs> in my stomach. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, we could just go up to the top floor the, of the hotel. Yeah, the roof. And then um, take all the food we had because obviously, you know, well, by the time all. they rescue you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we didn't I have nothing but all. a frozen pizza because you ate it all. And then um, we'd take all the sheets with us, you know, so we'd have to ripple down the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these thoughts I we was had. Getting, I was getting, and I said, I told you guys all, just make sure you all have your... You know, God IDs, in your, heart. your oh. passports. <laughs> Just make sure you got ID and passports. <laughs> We're going to die. Yeah. But, yeah, close close call. It was a 30 minutes, about, yeah. like, four hours. It was kind of a life, not yeah. life-changing, but an open experience of, like, <laughs> we're going to die. I don't we're know. Because we saw the, it was weird because you see the water. Yeah. And you're, like, that's coming. you know, it's coming. Yeah. With sharks. Yeah, but remember all the locals were just yeah dancing acting, yeah like acting like it's beach. It's because they're on Hawaii time. It's yeah, they're like if I'm going, I'm gonna go happy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Tina, remember Tina and Money were with them uh, dancing. Yeah, she's she on was, the call like yeah, she's, she's on the, shore. <laughs> Her feet are in the water in the back <laughs> of the noose. Because that's what we saw. The the boats were crashing against each other. Remember that were parked. Yeah. And then what happened the next day? Yeah. So the tsunami got canceled, and territorial headquarters told you, "Yeah, the waves are going to be bad tomorrow." Yeah. So what do you plan for the next day? A cruise. Yeah, a boat, a, a cruise. boat cruise where you can drink and have fun. <laughs> and me and Brandon are just on the side of the boat, like because the I was getting seasick. Yeah, Brandon never was been not on letting boat. go of that side. He's he we landed on the, on the first stair. <laughs> the first stair, we were just we looked like escort. Like, How you doing, man? <laughs> Yes, Remember, all the, the girls were just like, you know, because going up and down, yeah, the they survived stairs. another day. Yeah. But I was just and yeah. I was getting seas. Uh, I hated yeah. it. But yeah, 
like I said, good job for you, mom, to plan a a boat yeah. tour. Well, you were with the best person at that time, you know. I had I had my skills and tool kit. Yeah, you were. You were right there next to me. In my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did I had it. friends in high places. You stopped the tsunami. Yeah, I did. I mean, mind you, it was probably not a Nina Angie at home praying who stopped the tsunami, but mm. <laughs> and Theo John Paul. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> Theo John Paul, like, why would you even text that? You know a tsunami's yeah. going to hit? Yeah, he was just saying bye in his own way. Okay, next one. Okay. Have you ever gone to a corner store and stolen a candy bar? No. <laughs> You're no, lying. I have not. No. Are you you sure? know why? Want me to tell you why? Because um, Nina Roy did that one time, and Nana walked his little behind back in that store. Oh, yep. yeah. No, I saw that, and I was like, nope, never going to so do really, it. So you really did. You know how in the beginning of this episode you said that you copied what your parents did? Yeah. And do you remember when I stole the candy bar? Yes. I told Alyssa the other day, <laughs> but it was like a, I don't even know where we're at, Walmart, and you had the weird van. Yeah. And I was I got my car seat and I pulled out my Spider-Man gum. It was like those <laughs> drinks that had Spider-Man on top, and I started drinking it. And then I remember, I you know, like, you're checking you your get? mirrors yeah. and you're looking at me through the mirror and said, where'd you get that? And then I was like, that's when I was like, that's what probably started my whole, yeah. probably s scared, like, uh-oh. <laughs> so you made me walk so back. So I shouldn't have Yeah, you made me walk back this? to the same cashier and handed it back to her. But I don't remember after that, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I think she gave it to you. Yeah. She just let me have it. In, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you had already put your mouth all over it. But yeah. Yeah, I think she gave it to you because you were honest, but. I said, honest. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one way honest to steal. Bring fault. it back in. Yeah, at least I brought it back. <laughs> uh, I made you, yeah, take it back. I said, oh, no, you're not going to be stealing it. Can you imagine nowadays, though? If you stole a candy bar? Yeah, you'd be all over TikTok. Like, look at this kid Still, walking and out. And his mom didn't back? even see him with the Spider Man dream. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been famous. Next one. If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? And I have my answer. If animals can talk, which would be the rudest? Yeah, pets, animals, which would be the rudest if they are able to talk? An elephant. An elephant? Yeah. Why? Because they're like Thor. <laughs> they're bullies. They're big. They stomp. Is that a stereotype? Are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a stereotype. It's how they are. They're, they're big. big. They're mean. <laughs> Do you have like, someone in mind? Yeah. Well, you know, like an elephant, if you're in the road, like, you know, at least the other animals like stop, look at you, turn, but not an elephant. They could just keep going and you're dead. Like I say chihuahuas. Oh. I feel like they're just cussing. Yeah. I feel like they're like the yeah. the Mexican tíos. Tías. Tíos. No, tías. <laughs> oh, you think chihuahuas are Mexican tías? You guys cuss. Yeah. I just feel like chihuahuas. What yeah. are they homes? Yeah, like that's chihuahuas. how they're no, you're going from the cartoons. Like the cartoons. Beverly Hills? Yeah, Chihuahua? where they have those little chihuahuas <laughs> and they talk and they're Spanish. Yeah, like they're the most aggressive. They dogs. are aggressive because they're taking care of you. <laughs> they're taking care of the They're territorial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that chihuahua being the rudest. Okay. Now, time for the. The real conversation because we've oh. been talking for a minute so i think we got like 13 
15 minutes left? Dang. But I'm your mom. I should get like two hours. Well, I, I wish, but the... Oh, it only gives Yeah, it caps out. Time. Well, yeah. can we have a second episode? Yeah, we can in the okay. future. <laughs> in the future? Like, <laughs> like next year. It depends how, how good you answer okay. these. First one. Who's your favorite kid? Oh, I told you <laughs> I was going to do this one to you. I was going to put this question out there. So, ready? Drum roll. Okay, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> I told you I would give you an answer on your podcast of who's your favorite? my favorite kid. Again, let's summarize. We have Brandon. Brandon was born in 98. He's your first child. He's so he's first up there. Boy. Yeah. Me, the middle child. Fine. We have Zachary, the middle child, who was born in 01. And then we have Melinda Gorgie, better known as Gorgie, uh, who was born in 02. And you're asking me who my favorite one is. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you're going to tell me right here? Yep. I'm going to okay, tell you. Go, on, go. It's going to go live. After Hurry, 20, we got 20 minutes. After 20 years of you guys wondering who my favorite child is, I'm going to tell you. The podcast might turn yeah. off after this answer. Everybody's going to want to know. I know there's an answer in your head. I yeah. know it's not. Ready? Go ahead. No one. <laughs> Come on. Like... No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I have three favorite kids. <laughs> I feel like you didn't want to mean to say that. No, I do. And I'll so tell you. So you you see each no, kid every no. day and you're like, that's my favorite. Let me tell you why. There can't be a favorite kid because each one of you is different. You know, like if I have a favorite candy bar, right? Every candy bar, like the chocolate that you have here, the cho it's chocolate, <laughs> right? Thanks for and it out. has yeah, and it has uh, chocolate has a nut inside. Um, you know, it's form different, whatever, right? Yep. And our children, right? Each one of you guys are made different. You weren't made in the mm. same image as an aired, right? Like you weren't made like, like Brandon and Gorgie wasn't made like you guys. But each of you guys take those qualities, just like I said. I take qualities of my parents and of all my siblings, right? Like I would say that each of us siblings take something like we're like each other because mm -hmm. we were raised together. But I also take parents, my parents' qualities. And it's like you guys, you guys take qualities of us. You take qualities of those you've grown up with. You take quality, qualities of your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, and so each one of you guys are designed different. And so I can't have a favorite because we have our own relationship. Mine and your relationship is different from Gorgie's and mine. Mine and Gorgie's is I'll never be her friend until she's way old like me. Mm. Right? Because we have to. We're, we're a girl girl. And me and you, like, we have our own personal relationship. Your, can I say it here? You're what? my little ache. Like you always will be. Right? Is it egg or peanut? It's, it was egg. It was an egg. Okay, yeah, that was our little thing. Yeah, I would say you're my little peanut when. What you am were I older. now? The yolk. Mm. I cooked. Yeah, now you're like all of it. I'm scrambled. <laughs> but and then Brandon is. We Your have a different favorite. relationship, and that's because he made me a mother. You know, like we have that. You know, he can be bold with me. We know the struggles we had with each other. Like we grew up together, you know, we, mm. he made us parents. And so 
he got a lot of the I think that's why firstborns are so structured because they get a lot of the and no the, don't do that yeah. yes don't the start do that. Of the they're, stick. yeah they're all really like you know very their tie is tight and then the second born you're like oh you know they'll Tired survive of- yeah like I'm not gonna go there like he'll survive so each one of you guys has a different relationship with me and you have a different relationship with your father you're with dad and so I can't say that you're my favorite because we have favorites in all of all of our lives together you know like we have favorite times that we've shared together we have favorite you know things we've done with each other you know over the years we have favorite moments so you guys are different each one of you is different and I was really thinking about this question because it's the same thing with my parents and you kind of realize it when you're older you know when you're younger you're like who's your favorite no I want to be your favorite but then when you're older I say it with my mom and dad with Nana and Tata they have different relationships with each of their kids, you know, like with me, I can be their supporter, you know, like the one who takes care of them. Mm-hmm. Nino Fernando can be that as well. You know, someone who takes care of them and, you know, Nino Angel is Nino Angel. You know? yeah. He's always going to be their baby or mm-hmm. so they have different relationships with each person. And that's why it's so important, you know, that it, it just, our relationships that we build with each other is awesome. So I would say that I have three favorite children because I love all that we have together. Nobody will ever break that bond that we have. The Trinity. Yeah, we have a bond. I We have a mother-son bond. We have a mother-daughter bond, you know, and each one of you guys are are unique. God made you that way. I couldn't implement what I did with Brandon with you. And oh, I couldn't do not. it to Gorgie. <laughs> yeah, because it wouldn't have worked. You guys were different. So no so one. you didn't get your My answer. answer. Yeah. So me being 22 years old, mm-hmm. what would you give your 22-year-old self, right? Jeanette Eyre, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. If you can go back now, or right now, if I had pressed the button, we went back in time, what would you give? What advice would you give? That Jeanette Aaron, that 22-year-old Jeanette Aaron. I think you... Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you give? Wow. At 22, that was a very... That year was a very life-changing year for me. Because what I thought, what my life was going to be, ended up blowing up in my face. So at 22, I would have just reminded myself that my life was just the beginning. Mm. Like, not to really focus on the things that I could see at that moment that I was going through. You know, as as a young person, you feel like your life has just ended, right? Yeah, like Like basketball. Yeah. And it hasn't even started. Like, they're so... Now being 50, right? And at 22, I have had... How many years? 38, 48, 38, right? 28. Yeah. 28. 28. Whatever. I'm not good at math. But I have had that many years of experience and all the blessings that God has given me and shown me and proven. And I've also had 
those things where I thought, you know, again, that we've hit rock bottom, you know, with, you know, whatever circumstance we were going through in, in our lives, but all through it, God had his hand in it. And at 22, I would have said, just focus and put your focus in where it matters, which is God. And with that, everything else, your path is then directed. I didn't see that at that time. It was a really dark time at 22. So I think that's actually a really good thing because at 50, I think I'm going through the same thing I did at 22. Not a dark time, but a a time where you're, yeah, when you're trying to reassess who you are, what's your purpose? Your identity. Your identity. Because my purpose and my identity has now closed a chapter, right? Like I had a long career, you know, in nonprofit, and it was very fulfilling and very challenging. And then I also had, you know, all that we invested with you guys, you know, our energy, our time, whatever, with you guys being young. And now you guys are all graduating college. You know, you don't need us anymore. You know, we'll always be a part of your lives, but you don't need us to make it in life anymore. And so your identity as a mother now changes and you have to find your purpose. You know, like, okay, now what am I going to do? So I just, you know, at 22, a lot of people, I think at 22, just from what we hear, right, and what we see are people are taking their lives because they feel like, you know, it's the end or they can't go on or dark times in their lives. And I think it's so important to know that there's a higher power out there that loves you and cares for you. And those times there is a light at the tunnel. And sometimes we can't see it because we're, we're blinded and we can't get off the floor. But the important thing is to get off the floor and get back up, shake it off, cry if you have to, right? Grieve it. But then get up, shake it off, and move forward. Because when you get up and you move forward, you make you change your, your... Who you are. Right. You change your energy. And then you move forward and I can... I can say because I have the experience and the witness to say that God's going to make something happen and he's going to open doors where you never believed could happen. And I couldn't be more blessed with what dad has provided for us and what he's given me. You know, our our marriage Bible verse was James 1.17, you know, uh, and I believe that it's from God because he gave me, he gave us this gift of marriage and he gave us this gift of our family. And I would have not known that at 22. It was mm. a dark time. But at now, looking, looking back, back great. God yeah. had his hand yep. in at all. So uh, there was, who's the actor for Woody? For, uh, for Woody and Toy Story? Mm. What's his name? Mm. I forgot his name. But in a TikTok, or he was in a talk table, and it's a bunch of actors. It was like Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. a guy from uh, Transformers, Shia LaBeouf, uh, then him, right? Jamie Foxx, like great actors. And he's telling them, like, there's going to be difficulties, but his favorite line is, this too shall pass. And he's like, you think life is hard? This too shall pass. You think you have to get up early in the morning to go act? This too shall pass. Like, everything that you do. 
basically what you're saying, like seeing the light at the tunnel, perfect for that. Mm-hmm. So like he says, this too shall pass because anything that you're doing, any troubles that you're having, you're going to go through it. Mm-hmm. And just like someone else said, it doesn't get easier. It's just you've accumulated to what you're doing. Yeah. That's it doesn't get easier. Well, going in the athletic field, right? Like when you're running your last cardio or you're doing your whatever and it's the last mile and you're like, man, I got a mile. And all of a sudden it starts to burn and starts to ache and your you know, chest starts to burn. Yeah, Chest starts to hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, for <laughs> someone who's not a runner. Yeah. But – and all those things, you start to think about all those things, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, now it's 0.5 miles. Now it's 0.2 miles. And then all of a sudden, you've done it. So all that time, you're hurting and you're taking that pain or whatever. But at the end, it's victorious. So, you know, that's how we have to we have to run the race. You know, the Bible tells us, run the race. And you're going to be victorious. So I just... I can't say it enough that, you know, reach yeah. out to a higher power because that's what's going to get you, <coughs> you we, know, the help uh, you need and the support you you need. Okay, now we have about like two minutes. Darn so it. I know you wanted to ask a question. Or I usually tell my guests what's a question you wish I had asked you. But I know all week you've been ready to have a question ready for me. So mm-hmm. now's your time and hopefully I can answer it within two minutes because then i have to do the outro okay i know you always close it off with what's your biggest fear um Mm. with everyone i want to know what yours is my biggest fear Mm -hmm. Mm, that's a hard one for a minute Mm -hmm. i'd say my biggest fear is what's the one that's just trying to be uh heard or seen or heard i'm kind of like the the funny dude because I'm always trying to be seen. I'm trying to be seen by everyone in the locker room, mm-hmm. in the room. Like I want the, at- I don't want the attention, but I want to know that I'm there, that you know that I'm there. I think that's the biggest fear. I forgot what it is. Fear of acceptance. I don't know. Fear of acceptance. acceptance. I think. I think that's the biggest one. Valued. Valued. Because I know I am. Like people tell me, mm-hmm. you know. But then in the back of your mind, am I doing what I want? Am I doing what I? Uh, what my path is, what my journey is, yeah. stuff like that. So acceptance would be fear of acceptance. Fear of fear acceptance of and fear of being valued. And I think um, those fears or those being valued or whatever is reciprocated because that's how you you reciprocate that to other people. You value people's friendships with you, you value your team, you yep. know, the people you work with. Everybody. You, and so people reciprocate that to you. So I think that's important to know that even though we fear those things, it's usually we're giving those things out. And so it's reciprocated. And so I think just you continuing to be the best version of yourself, I think you're always going to be reciprocated with that kind of love. And obviously it shows because you're the champion of, <laughs> you know, you got the champion award. So yeah, you award. Obvi- the character award, sorry. Um, champions of character award. Yeah. So you have done that, you know, so I congratulate you and I'm proud of you. And as your mom, again, I'm yep. your biggest fan. Yep. And I love you, mom. I love you. I don't more. say it often. I know. But yeah. And then I have to tell dad later. Yeah. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with me and my mother, Jeanette Aird. And this just we always have conversations like this. So I'm happy that we actually got a conversation out because we were literally just talking before this. 
But thank you for listening. And my Instagram is and Instagram and YouTube is Zachary's underscore metamorphosis, where the E is a three and the two O's are zeros. Once again, Zachary's underscore metamorphosis. And thank you for listening to my mother and I. And remember to always come back to the brewery.